I feel like my spouse has secrets. What now? What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. We're not afraid of your questions. So bring it. All right, Tyler, before we answer that question, uh, let's do a quick review. So the review says, and this is from Stephanie, it says, real, honest, and kind. No spouse bashing, no shaming, and refreshingly optimistic. I love the attitude of tackling the hard stuff to not only save a marriage, but thrive within the relationship. So, thank um, you, Stephanie. I think both you and I, Tyler, we've been uh, accused of. I've been accused of being a man hater, or and I've also been accused of siding too much with the men. Um, and so. I, I take that as a compliment. I, I, I'm not on the team, team, you know, betrayer or team betrayed. Um, uh, you know, I'm not on team addict or team partner. I, neither. You know what? I'm on team. I'm on team. Get happy and healthy and peace and recovery. And, and, that, that, and, and I'm willing to say the hard stuff. And sometimes people don't like that. Um, but my intention is, is purely just to, to help them heal. And it's really and, about, and I know you're the same Tyler. Yeah. It's really about wholehearted living, but it's hard when you're, when you're doing the job that we have to do sometimes, you know, I tell my clients this all the time. I say there will become a time when one or both of you are, are going to want to either hate me or you're going to slam the door on the way out. <laughs> yeah. And, and I say, all I ask is, is that you give it a week to really think about if it was personal or if it was really designed for, for your own good. And, um, and most of the time people come back and sometimes they don't. And I've even had people who don't come back, but years or months down the road, they send their friend to me. Right. So. Well, well, would you rather have a therapist who placates you, um, and, and tries to get you to like them because they need you to like them? Or would you rather have a therapist who pushes you and challenges you and, is honest with you, even if it's hard, even if that reality, that truth is difficult. You know, when I ask that question, I think almost everyone would say, I want the second one, but in the trenches, in the thick of it, um, it's like, oh my gosh, I, you're, you're like this, what you're reflecting back is difficult. It's hard. It's hard. And it's complex and it's triggering a lot of fear and trauma and all these things. Um, but, you know, the, the pathway to healing is to go through things and a good therapist will, will, will help guide you through those hard things and hopefully build enough rapport with you that, uh, that you trust them enough to, to let them help you um, guide you through. So, um, so speaking of which, uh, we have a question here that uh, I think it, this one question, there's so many directions we could go in with it and we'll just kind of see where it goes um but i you know we won't beat around the bush about what we see and from this question and and the things we can pick out of it so let me read it tyler um by the way this question was submitted um it was actually submitted over on my website at brandonpatrick.com and um I just want to encourage anybody, if you have a question, a hard question like this, 
and you want some answers from me and Tyler, that's the place to go, uh, brandonpatrick.com, or you can go to therapybros.com and uh, submit a question there as well. So, um, so this is the question. You ready, Tyler? Yep, let's bring it. Okay, it says, my husband and I are trying to rebuild our marriage after his emotional affair. I believe the emotional affair was also physical, but he can't bring himself to confess it. He says he is committed to being transparent in our marriage now, but I don't feel he wants to be transparent about the affair. It makes me feel stuck in our recovery. He feels too much detail would be detrimental, but I, um, I see it as necessary. I don't necessarily want, um, I want all the details, just truth about the extent of the affair. Do I just wait for him to be ready? Great question, right? You're right. There's, there's like, there's multiple different angles that we could talk about with this question. And there's a little bit of, I think there's going to be a little bit of truth and perspective on both sides of what was in the question between, you know, the idea of how much detail do I need, but I definitely need transparency. And, and uh, that, this is a hard thing. This is, this is actually something that's probably really common. You know, when we deal with people who have had affairs, there's, there's always those questions as to what extent it's gone to. Well, yeah, but, but Tyler, I got to say that this question is hard for us to answer um, because if this couple were sitting in your office, um, you would, you'd be hearing what they're saying, but you'd also be assessing some things. Um, You'd be assessing her level of, of fear cycle. So how much is she just in anxiety, digging and digging and digging and digging um, right. But you'd also be assessing his level of shame and lack of empathy and um, avoidance of like, like how dishonest is he? Yeah. Um, like, what are the, what's what are the, the transparency level really things? like? Yeah. Uh, you know. Right. And maybe we need to pause for a second and explain what the fear cycle is, Brandon, because I'm not sure everybody who's listening is probably understands what that, what you mean by that. Yeah. It's um, just really quickly. It's, you know, with, with betrayal, um, you've been hurt and um, you, you know, it can trigger a lot of anxiety, can trigger a lot of fears. And what happens after betrayal is you don't know what you don't know. And somebody has deceived you and they've been probably really good at lying. And so in order to try to be safe, you jump into this, this control mode where you, and one of the ways to control is to try to gather as much information as you possibly can. Um, it's to dig and dig and dig and dig. The problem is, is, is you're never um, satisfied. Um, as you dig, the more you want to dig, the more you want to, you're spinning in fear. Um, if you find things, you get triggered into fear. If you don't find things, you get triggered into fear. Um, and so it's, it's, it's natural. It's normal to go down the fear cycle. Um, there's other ways that control happens. Things like um, you try to be extra nice or have sex more or lose a bunch of weight so that they love you. Like that's a way to try to control, but it's done out of fear. Um, or drive by their work to make sure they're where they say they are or, you know, yeah, manage, so, manage social media and all of that stuff. That fear starts to consume you. And so, so yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen plenty of spouses really stuck in that fear cycle where the, the person who did betray has has been forthright um, they're trying to be transparent but no matter what they do um, 
that their partner stuck in fear. So like one, one example of this is um, I got this couple after they've been to several therapists, they had done something like nine formal full disclosures. Oh, wow. And he had, he had done the same disclosure every time. Um, and, and, and he really was like trying hard to be an honest man. Um, but for her, she just, she wanted to know, she wanted to know what she didn't know. She didn't feel safe. Um, and, 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 you know, when you dig into, to her stuff, um, you see a lot of childhood trauma. You see a lot of broken trust in her, her relationships with, with her parents and with, with other boyfriends and things like that. And it's, it makes sense why she she's really stuck in that fear cycle. Um, but there's another side to this. Um, it, this this might not be what's going on at all. Right. Um, it, her gut might actually be telling her something. Yes. And she might be reading this situation spot on, like just right. Um, and she, and she needs to to differentiate between. Am I spinning in anxiety and fear or are these emotions of fear um, in my gut telling me that something's there um, that, that is destroying the safety and trust in our relationship, right? It's, it's really hard to decipher the difference between those two things. Right. I, I, I think it's hard for a spouse. I think it would be easy for you, Tyler, because you've seen it so many times. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking from the spouse's perspective. So the the person who sent this question, and that's that's the challenge here. Is you know we could almost paint two pictures and say if it's the first picture, this is how the response might look, and if it's the second picture, this is how the response yes. might look. Yes, yes, that's a, right. That's a good way to put it. Right. So if I'm sitting here and I'm going, and one way that you can kind of gauge that with what you just explained with the fear cycle is is that. You know, one of the things that I think is evidence of the fear cycle a lot in these kinds of situations is, is that couples will get into this kind of like game with each other, thinking that they're having a hard conversation. And it's really just playing a game of 20 questions that ultimately leads to nowhere, but more heartache and pain for both. No, not safety and not connection. And so, and so if it's like, if you find yourself, what, what, I, what I find really happens a lot, especially from the betrayed partner side of things oftentimes is that they're asking detailed kinds of questions from, but, but what's underneath it is an emotionally based question that never actually gets verbalized. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm, if I'm playing 20 questions and saying, how many times did you go meet with this person and what kinds of things did you do and where did you go? And you know, how often did you guys have sex or how did you do this or this or this, those questions, they're coming from a, a actual good place because it's like they're looking for stability and they're trying to find, answers and they're wanting honesty and they're trying to gauge whether or not those answers are honest but if they get a partner that's answering back that's saying i met up with them five times and we went to these different places and this okay they're given the matter of fact answers but yeah, at the end of the day they're not meeting the the connection the question is are you are you still choosing are you are you in to work towards choosing me and do yeah. i matter and can you see my pain yeah um and, but those questions never actually get asked when the fear cycle is active. Right, right. Um, but, but here's the thing, Tyler, a partner in recovery, I believe to actually empathize, to actually dig down to the, that emotional question that's being asked, um, you have to not be defensive. And so in, in that moment when they're saying, did you do this? Did you do that? How come, 
and for you to be able to say, it's okay that you're feeling fear. Yes. Um, it's okay that you're, that you're not trusting me right now. I know who I am. And so instead of running from your fear, instead of trying to, to make it right so that you don't feel it, I'm actually going to step into it with you. Um, I'm actually going to, so, so like, let me give you an example. Um, let's say I go home today and my wife says, you slept with your secretary today. I know you did, right? Um, that would be crazy, weird if she did that mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. um, but I could say, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, where does that come from? That's stupid. Like, come on, you know? Yeah. Um, I could say, no, I didn't. No, no, you can, you can call my, my coworkers. You can, I can prove to you that I didn't, right? Um, neither one of those is, is, is meeting that bid for connection that she's throwing out. Um, in that moment, if my wife did, literally did that today, I'd probably say something like, whoa, like, whoa. Um, for you to say that, something's got to be going on. Talk to me. Help me understand. Help, help me understand where you're at today. Um, I want to know what your day's been like. I want to know what you've been feeling, how, what you've been thinking. And if I'm able to do that, not only am I meeting her bid for connection, um, I am I'm trust building um, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying to her, I, ha I, I, I know who I am. I have the strength to actually create some safety here for you. And, and I'm answering the question of, I don't have a bunch of secrets, Jenny, because I have nothing to hide. Let's talk about it, right? Right. This question from this woman about her husband, sounds like he's doing a really poor job at creating safety with her. Um, and, and He's, he's probably going about it saying, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be transparent, but he is not answering her question. Right. 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 Well, and I, I, if we're reading between the lines on this, that's kind of the first place my brain went thinking that if I was sitting there with this couple, I hear in her question that she's coming to him and he's almost like in that spot because it's so common that this happens that the person who's done the betraying is just like, that's in the past. I've said, I'm sorry, let's move on. You know, and I promise I'll be transparent from now on, which, of course, no partner is actually going to believe that right off right. the bat. Right. You know, and, and if, that's the, if that's the response that she's getting back from her husband, it's no wonder that she's going, yuck, like, yeah, this, this doesn't feel good. And, and maybe he's not acting out or maybe, maybe he's giving this the true story. But, but the, the fact that he's afraid or not able to go into those past dark places and, and explore those things with her and, and empathize and show that he's willing to like travel at the pace that she needs to go to figure this stuff yes. out. That, that feels that, that alone will feel really triggering for the spouse who's been betrayed. Yeah. I, I believe that addiction. So, so follow me on this. I believe addiction is an attachment disorder. Um, meaning if you have an addiction, you're, you're not going to have very many healthy relationships, right? I believe in attachment disorder is caused by shame screens, like sh shame everywhere. And so you're manipulating and you're screening everywhere. You're, you're making sure people don't see you. See the real vulnerable you, the real vulnerable truth of who you, you know, are. You making, know, making sure that you're presenting a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So if, let, let's say I were this guy and let's say I, I had slept with the other woman. 
well, I might have a ton of shame around that and, and fear of like, she's going to leave me if I actually get honest with that. Um, so I'm going to screen everywhere, right? Let's say I hadn't slept with the other woman, but I had a ton of shame and the shame said, I don't want my spouse to think I'm a horrible husband because deep down, I think I'm a horrible husband. I feel husband. like I'm terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so instead of connecting to her in her pain and where she's at, I'm stuck in my own, in my own shame screens, trying to avoid any vulnerability. And therein lies the attachment disorder. Therein lies that that actually is where the trust and the safety in a relationship gets destroyed. Right. Um, it's not about what you've done. I mean, what you do, there's consequences, but it's not about the, the literal facts. It's about the, the emotional, energetic connection. Am I able to connect in an intimate, vulnerable, empathetic way to a partner? Or am I not because I have so much shame? And, and to me, Tyler, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, a much, much better indicator of um, somebody who's not going to act out and hurt their spouse again is not necessarily about sobriety, uh, avoiding a behavior. It's about, it's about their ability to, to be a healthy, attached person, an empathetic person in a relationship, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's where healing has to come in is that and when couples go through things like this, they have to actually relearn. They're, gonna, they're almost going to rebuild a new relationship that's focused on deeper levels of connection and attachment, not just with each other, but as a, as a way of life. Right. And, and so, and so what's, what's going on with this question is, is that we don't know whether or not he actually slept with her or not. Right. Like right. at the, at the end of the day, in some ways it really matters to know that. That does matter. Yes. It does matter. Like she, she, the person asking the question needs, probably needs to know that, but but she doesn't need to know that so that she can then decide whether or not she needs to stay or go. She needs to know that so that she can allow herself to gauge through his response, like whether or not it's safe to continue to try to lean into this relationship. Yeah. To face the reality, to gauge, to gauge that is he, is he actually healing? Right. Is, is he, is he willing to do the work to lean in and do the work to start connecting Right. That's, that's what that discussion is about. It's not right. about the actual detail. Yeah. The, the answer to a partner, if, if your partner comes to you and says, I want to know this and I want to know that. And you say, well, it's, it's unhealthy for me to give you all the details. So sorry. <laughs> um, that, that in no way is going to be like, oh, okay, I trust you. Thanks. Like, that's great. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you protecting me. That's so nice of you. Right now. I'm not saying you have to give every last detail. Right. Um, but the, but when, when you're just showing up avoidant, you look guilty and, yeah. and your partner is going to feel from you that shame. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, this is this is such an interesting topic, Tyler. Um, yeah, we were having a discussion about this in one of my groups just last week about this kind of very very thing. And one of the guys in my group was saying, like, man, she just 
she wants to play 20 questions like every single night. And I, I keep telling her that the details won't all be good for her. Cause the truth is, is that some of those details aren't going to be good right. for her. What, right? what is the color of the like, hair of the partner that, that, yeah. Or, or where did partner. you, what, what, what restaurants did you do? Or like, what what's her bra did you size? Use? Yeah. All of that yeah. stuff. Like, which, which are questions that people will end up wanting to ask, thinking that it's going to give them some sort of semblance of an answer. And right. so we we're talking about this in group. And the guy was saying, he basically was saying exactly what you just said. He, he said, I told her, I, and he uses, I love it when they use like therapy against you, you know, yeah. against them. They're like, well, my, it's, the guys it's, it's in group ultimate, said. <laughs> it's an ultimate gaslight. Like it's, it's a totally. really good gaslight. Like, well, in therapy, it says I'm not. And so it's, it's sending back the message to the partner of not only will I not connect to you, you're totally unhealthy and I'm the healthy one here. Right. right, exactly. And now I'm now I'm doing what's right here by not telling you the details. So, you know, and so what I what I try to teach the guys, you know, who've who've in this group is you need to show up really with a, in a place of and this is a hard thing to do in a place of willingness to share whatever you would yes. need to, but also have the courage to say boundaries. Help, help me understand how this is going to help. Like yep. it, if this I'm willing to share whatever you need but, but there's some things that I'm really worried might not be healthy. And, you know, and then, and then what it does is it puts the ball back in the betrayed partner's court and then they get the chance to say, Nope, I need to know it. You answer the question. And then the guy can go, okay, well, here's the answer. And then she'll go, Oh, I didn't need to know that. And then yeah. she'll learn. Yeah. Right. I, I, uh, I was working with a couple years ago and um, she would pull up Facebook and, and they lived in a little tiny town and she'd pull up women from the town and say, is she hot? Is she, she hot? Are you attracted to her? Are you attracted to her? And, and it's funny what he did. So at first he, he was like, no, 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 not at all. No, uh-uh. no. And, and what do you think that did to her? Oh, total dishonesty. The relationships <laughs> going through the tubes, you know? Right. So, so he came into therapy and, uh, and I said to him, well, you need to be honest with your wife. Like you need to, you, she'll never feel safe unless you, you're honest with her. And so they go off and she does it again. She pulls up Facebook and he's like, is she hot? Is, uh, she's like, is she hot? Is she hot? And he's like, yeah, yeah, she's really hot. Yeah, I'm attracted to her. Yeah. So, and, and uh, what, what do you think that did? Oh, it made her furious and devastated and just yeah. rocked her world. So he, right. comes into, he comes into therapy again and he's like, you told me to be honest. And like, it almost led to divorce here. Like, and now everywhere she goes in the town, there's these women in the grocery store and the, you know, that, that she's triggered by. Right. Right. And I said to him, I said to him, you need to be honest with her. And he looked at me like bewildered and was like, like, what are you talking about? I'm not grasping this. Um, and, and it's what you were just saying, Tyler. It's, you know what? I am willing to, to divulge information about me. I am open. Uh, I will tell you anything, but I'm going to be honest with you about what my gut's telling me. Um, I don't think it's healthy for me to tell you that, but I'm willing to tell you that. Um, I've had couples before say, or, or, or here's a way someone's held a boundary. I'm willing to tell you that, but what I'd like to do is consult Brandon first and just talk it through in a therapy session, um, whether or not that's good for us. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that's first and foremost preceded by I'm willing to be honest with you. I'm not. And, yeah. I'm and, not defending and, back and saying, nope, no, nope, I won't give you the details. Right. 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 And, and it's the and it's the 
it's as much the body language and the attitude yes. about that more so than it is the actual words. And so if it's like, I'm leaning in saying, you know what, this is painful for me to speak, but I'm willing to share anything that you're going to need. Just, I just need to know, understand where this is going and why this is going to help. Right. right. Or to say, I'm really concerned, you know, and, and it happens all the time. They say, nope, I really need to know. And then you go, okay, well, here it is. And then afterwards they go, oh, I didn't need, I don't want to know that. It's like, I don't believe you anyway. It's like, okay, now we've learned as a couple. So the next time you bring me a question, I'm going to say, are you sure this is going to help? Or what do you actually really need? Right. Or I might, or as a husband, if I'm starting to figure this out and I'm going to go, oh, the fact that you just brought this to me tells me that there must be some big time fear going on right now. Like, Tell me what 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 can I do to help with that, right? right? Um, and that's going to go a lot further in the relationship than the actual questions. So so Tyler, let's 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 back up something you just said. I think is important, and and maybe give some specifics here. Um, you talk about energy and body language when it comes to connection, uh, when it comes to disconnection, defensiveness. Um, what are some some signs that somebody's really struggling? Um, to be an open, empathetic, honest person on a, on a nonverbal level. Yeah, you're going to see people, their body language will be either rigid or closed. So you're going to have, like with me, my jaw goes really tight and yeah. things get rigid and people close up their bodies. People want to withdraw. They want to isolate. They won't, there's they no, won't look up. They there's won't. not, a, there's not a lot of looking up and, and you know what? A lot of people have a hard time with eye contact anyway, but yeah, they're, 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 they, they, they avert their eyes to different places. And, um, and then, and then it gives that, that's where some of that energy comes from. And it says, Oh, this isn't a very safe topic to talk about right now. Um, yeah. you know, and so as, a, I, as opposed to, as opposed to the other way, which is, you know, open your posture show some eye contact, soften the, the features in your face. And, and what you're really, what you're really looking at here is it's the difference between approaching it from a place of self-protection versus approaching it from a place of desire to help your partner. Right. It's, it's really, it's, it's really self-preservation versus love. Well, well, and I want to, I want to add to that too. It's, you know, it's not just desire to help your partner. Um, because before that you need a desire to love yourself and help yourself. And, and so like, like if you choose deceit, dishonesty, secrecy, and darkness, um, then you're going to continue to feed and fuel shame. Um, but if you choose transparency and openness, um, which is the only answer, the, o the, the only way to healing for yourself individually and for the marriage. Yeah. So if, if this guy who, who, whose you know, spouse wrote the question is listening right now, um, I don't know what you've done and what you haven't done. Um, and I don't know the details of it, but I do want you to hear this. Um, I want you to know that if you think that you can hide from some of the bigger secrets, um, that you can avoid them by gaslighting in this way or pushing, pushing her off by, by saying, I'm not going to share the details. Um, your relationship and your recovery will not move forward. And she said that in her, in the question, but it's true. It will not move forward if there's big secrets there. 
as much as you want to be past them just because they're in the past, um, you haven't fully faced the consequence of them unless you're willing to own it and step into that pain with your partner. Um, is, is that, is that true, Tyler? That's 100% accurate. You know, it's like, that's the, that's, it's, it's like a right now, you know, again, we're, we're, we're assuming things that we don't actually know, Brandon, yes. like he could be, he could be willing to be totally transparent. And honest well, that's what here, I but, said. I don't know what I don't know yeah, here. Right. Right. So, but let's just say that there is, it, there, this is a common thing that happens with a lot of people that we work with is, is they, they say to themselves, I was pretty honest. I'm going to take a couple of things to my grave. I, I was pretty honest. Yeah, doesn't, I was doesn't exist. In, inside, inside themselves. They go, I right. was honest, but I've got these two or three little things that I'm going to take with my grave because I'm either afraid it's going to devastate the other person or more often it's like, I'm going to lose everything if I have to tell them. Um, if I hold on to those things, I have just signed myself up for a slow, painful death of the relationship. It's, and, of, and of self. And of, yeah, and of self, I, I will never climb out of my own shame. I will never be able to be present fully with my partner. And eventually there will be a wall that we hit together. And, and my partner will feel crazy because that wall will be there. And, and it, the only way, the only way, and this is what's scary about it is there's a chance sometimes when there, when there are secrets like that, that it might mean the end of the relationship. Oh yeah. And, and the it's only still way good. that, yep. The only way that the relationship has a shot is through that. You know what it reminds me of, Tyler, is I, I dated a girl um, for a long time. And this is when I was really immature. I didn't, didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I dated her for a long, long time. And this is what's so stupid <clears throat> is I continued to date her knowing that I didn't love her um, because I didn't want to hurt her. Um, so think about that. That's so stupid. Um, well, think, think about how selfish it is too. And selfish. So what I'm doing is I'm avoiding the uncomfortableness of the reality. And so I'm keeping her on the hook um, by avoiding reality. And in the long run, I'm dragging her through the mud, um, you know, wasting parts of her life and selfishly doing that, right? Um, where it's better to face the music deal with the grief. Um, no, know, there will be grief. Yeah. I mean, I'd miss her family. I, there's a lot of things that I loved about this situation, but like there's things that I didn't want to let go of. But the reality was, is I didn't love her. The reality was, is the relationship needed to end. And so when you talk about, you know, bringing the secrets to light could lead to divorce. It could lead to some, some changes. Um, those changes that happen are better than living in hell, um, the, the hell of the secrets and the shame and dragging your partner through, through it for years and years and years. Um, so I, I, uh, I, I did a session years ago and it was one of those moments when like my gut was just spot on. It was like just spot on. And and I just felt like there is something here. Like there is a big secret here. We were stuck with this couple for a long, long time. It's just stuck, stuck, stuck. And um, I kind of confronted him pretty straightforward and said something like, all the secrets need to come up and they need to come out. Um, and, uh, and that needs to happen. And, and, and basically, I didn't say, I know you have them 
but I pretty much did. And like two days later, he sat his wife down and was like, Brandon's absolutely right. Here you go. Vroom, right? right. And um, I think they didn't have sex for like two years. Um, and I, why, why do I say that? The point I'm making is there was some pretty hard consequences and pain and disconnection and hard work that they had to go through in, in their own recovery because of the reality of what he brought up. Right. Um, he's still better off. And their relationship is still better off because he finally faced the music. Right? Exactly. And, 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 he, and he and she would both still be better off even if that marriage didn't survive as a result of those things. Yes, no question. Yes, so. because then you're not stuck in that. There's nothing worse. There's, there's, no other, there's no worse place to be in life than to feel hopeless and trapped and not know why you're hopeless and trapped. Shackled and, uh, down. Oh, just that's a terrible feeling. And, and the one thing that you get when you live with transparency and honesty is, is that you get the potential to, yeah, there's pain involved, there's suffering, there's consequence, but you get the potential to move and you get the potential Freedom. to change and grow and you, get, you still get choice. And uh, you, you can't have that if you're always carrying around that little thing, you know, and, and, and this is something we all do, you know, I, in our groups, again, I make them do all these projects and all these projects are geared towards them being very vulnerable. And they, we do one project and it's vulnerable and we do another one. It's even more vulnerable. And they think, Oh good, I'm done with all that stuff. <laughs> then we go, here's another project. It's like, we just kind of yep. tease out all of these things that they're like, Oh man, but by, by the time they're done, they really have had a chance to bring everything to light. Yeah. And, and that freedom that comes as a result, it's like, it really is almost like a, a shift in the energy of their, of their overall lives. Right. You know, and, uh, and that's, uh, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing this wife, like really asking for in her relationship. I, and I'm reading between the lines again, but I don't, she doesn't want to go anywhere. She wants this thing to work. She just wants it to be, but, but you know, you got transparent. You can't move forward unless reality is dealt with. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I, I like what you're just saying about your groups. I, two weeks ago, I might've told you about this. Um, we did this activity in one of my groups where we it like really set a safe context of confidentiality, of support, of masculine, just love together in this, in this group of men. And um, it was a really kind of serene place and uh, just allowed whoever wanted to stand up and just, just like, let like take the hooks off take the shame out um and so like the things they're hanging on to that just beat have beat them down and this one guy got up and i won't share any details of what he shared but um he talked about something when he was in his early adolescence um that happened and he hadn't told anybody so there he is in front of you know 15 people looking them in the eyes and saying, I'm going to tell you something that happened that just has, has told me my entire life that I'm a monster and that I'm horrible and that I'm, I'm just an awful, terrible person. Um, and, and what happened, and this is interesting. So he's now, uh, you know, he's been married for a long, long time and he has all these repercussions and all these consequences from this shame there's this wake of destruction from the shame in his marriage. Um, so he speaks this thing to the group. And when he speaks this thing to the group, we're all like, like, 
that's that's it like we love you we we love you so much you're okay and so in his shame and in his shackles and in his darkness he's got all this torment going on when he brings it to the light we're like dude like it, like you don't you ha- you didn't have to live in that hell um like we you can still be loved even if you've made those mistakes you can still be loved even if um even if there's been things that that have hurt other people that you've done and um that you know tyler we're talking about two things but they're the same thing one is getting free yourself and two is allowing yourself to to create love in a relationship right Right. but that happens through being done with your shame and facing it and and being transparent so um yeah that's a great story b thanks for sharing i i want to back up a little bit to the question that we got because i don't know that we've i don't know we've actually answered what she might have been asking yet so She's saying, my gut's telling me there's something more. Um, what do I do? Like, if I feel like he's not being totally transparent and honest, and that my gut's teaching me, telling me that, what do I do with this? Yeah. So first, first is what we said first, is really evaluate, is this your gut? Or is this your fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the fear side of things. What about the gut side of things? Yeah, your gut, you're going to feel empowered. You're going to feel it's, it's weird because it's like, it's this bad thing, but I feel like almost like peace that that's reality. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I, I know that that's reality. Um, There's a serenity to it, even though it's a hard thing. It's like, I get it. Like I, I'm, I know that that's real. Um, I actually, for me, Tyler, I don't know about you, but I actually feel it in my gut. Like I feel it in here, like down my, the middle of my solar plexus, a feeling of like, empowerment and, and truth. Um, I feel anxiety more in my head, in my temples, in my, it's spinning in there. I get headaches. Like you say, your jaw locks up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So physically I feel it in here. Um, I feel uh, spiritual support. Um, I feel connection. You know, it's not like uh, an ancestor in my ear, like, Hey, Hey buddy. But it's like, I feel strength behind me about the truth of what I'm feeling. Um, what about you, Tyler, when, when we talk about your gut? Yeah, I, th- I think it's the same way. I, I do. I, I, would, I would connect it to my own spiritual, you know, part of me. I, I, I feel, even though, even though it's like a, over something that's bad, there's like a, there's like a surety that comes. And it does. Yeah, it surety. That's a good word. Straight, straight, straight in my kind of, like you said, your solar plexus in your chest. And, uh, and, and oftentimes what happens too is, you know, as you're talking about this and we're talking about this, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening and going like, oh, I felt those things too. Or, you know, I don't, but I don't know if I can trust myself anymore because I've been wrong before. I, what I, what I say to, to a partner who's been betrayed this way and, and when I honestly believe they're coming at it from a place of saying, there's, I don't know what it is but it's something, you know, like, well, what I would encourage them to do is I encourage them to say, well, follow your gut and let's set some appropriate boundaries accordingly. Even if the boundaries have to be a little bit broader than I know that you acted out with this person in this way. And until you tell me that you did that, then I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. That's not the right boundary. It's like, 
my gut is screaming at me that there's something that's not quite fully disclosed yet. I don't know when I'll feel secure enough in that unless you are able to bring something to me. But, but until I'm secure enough in that, I'm going to need to do X. Well, yeah, Tyler, you're, you're so, so first you, you differentiate, is it my gut? Is it my fear? Right. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, the, the right answer here is, well, the wrong answer here is to try to force him and control him into confessing. Right. Right. The right answer here is if your gut's telling you this, then what you need to differentiate is, is what's in your control, what's not in your control. Um, your boundaries are 100% about you and your own self-care. They're not about controlling him. So when you, when you differentiate what's in your control, what's not in your control, then you can do what you're saying, right? It's like, okay, he may or may not have done this, but right. I don't feel safe. I right. don't feel at peace. So what do I need and what can I create? Maybe I need space from him right now. Maybe I need to call somebody every day and get support. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I need to go to a few more meetings. Um, like there's thing I need, I need to say, look, I can't put the kids to bed on Thursday nights because I'm going to go to a meeting for me because that's where I'm at right now. I need that. Um, so it's focusing on you and, you know, surrounding yourself with good support, helping yourself find some truth through that support. Um, loving yourself, taking care of yourself. So, and, and maybe getting some distance from something or somebody that's hurting you, right? Just tell, yeah, until you can get some clarity about it. And, and what it does is you're not only taking care of yourself, but in doing it that way, you're opening up space and opportunity for the truth to come out as well. Yes, you know? yes. Um, and, and so even if nothing has happened, what you're doing is you're at the minimum, you're protecting yourself and your values but you're also saying maybe it wasn't that maybe there's something else that happened or that was going on or that's causing a block. And it gives the other person a chance to go, man, like, I know that I didn't do these things. What could possibly, what else could possibly be going on that would be causing that feeling of disconnection? Yep. And, and yep. then I get to go and explore it and go, well, maybe I'll give you an example of this. You know, I, this, this is maybe a little bit personal, but, um, in, in our process of the healing process that we were going through, there were several times when I would get the same question. Like, I know that this happened, or I know that you've done this. And I'd be like, dang, like, honestly, I haven't done that. Like, and then you feel stuck. Cause you're like, well, I either have to tell a lie to get back in the good graces, or I have to tell the truth, but then there's going to be this disconnection, these boundaries. She doesn't and, believe that's true. Right. She's not going to believe it. And so what, what I figured out and learned is, is that I remember one time she brought something to me and she's, my wife said, you know, Tyler, I know that this has happened. Something's gone wrong. And I said, ah, actually like, boy, I, I know you're not gonna believe me when I say it, but I, that hasn't happened, but let me think about it. And I went and I went away and I thought about it for a minute. And what I realized is, is that earlier that week I had gone and joined like a fantasy football league for $40 that I didn't tell her about. And and it had crossed my mind that I should let her know. And then I just didn't do it. And I was withholding information. And she was reading that from me because, because that barrier comes up emotionally. And so right. that her brain was like, oh, Tyler's off doing so this, she's this, triggered. this, right? And instead, what it needed to be was while she took her space away, I had to sit and go, what's going on? Like, why would, because I haven't done those things. Oh, I've been hiding. And then I had to take it to her and say, hey, I know that this is not what you're probably looking for, but, but I, this is something that I realized I've been hiding from you and I'm 
I'm sorry about it. And it was kind of an afterthought at first, but then I felt stupid about it. And, you know, but, but sometimes that's there and sometimes it's not right. And, like and, some, and it, and it may yeah. not be there, but, and if it's right. not there, I'll give you one last example on this. And it's just a little bit of an illustration is I remember in our church, we get assigned to do like what we call ministering visits to different families. And I got assigned, I got assigned to a family who it was a woman who had just barely been divorced and she had several kids about the same age as my kids. And I know that I got assigned to, to her and her family because of what I do for a living. And so I, I went home and I, I told my wife what my assignment was and she just didn't feel comfortable with it. She was like, Tyler, that feels, it kind of feels bad to me that you're going to be over mowing her lawn instead of my lawn and talking to her kids instead of our kids when you're such a workaholic and you're not home that much. And She's like, I just don't feel very good about that. And I was like, yeah. And I, on the other side was going, yeah, but I want to be a man who does my duty. And I, I know that I can help here. And I, you know, and my intentions were pure and they were good. And uh, I kept saying that we went back and forth on this for about a month. And she kept saying, ah, this doesn't feel right to me. You know, I know you're probably doing it for the right reasons, but it just doesn't feel good to me. And I'd say, but it does to me. And I think I should do it. And she just kind of said, well, I guess I'm just going to be a little bit more disconnected from you for the time being until I can figure this out. And after about, after about 30 days, I was like, you know what? There's a few things that I would change about this, but it's not worth it to me. And so I went and I talked to my church leader and said, Hey, I need a different assignment. And here's my reasons why. And he was like, Oh, I totally understand. It was no big deal. I went home, patched it up. But, but I think Tyler, you have to make that decision not have right. her make that decision for you or else you're going to be resentful toward her. Right. right? And, and, and you're not being honest if you're just right. and doing it out of compliance. That's why, it, that's why it took a whole month to get to that. Yeah. You know, and, when, and what really changed it in that moment for me was that she kind of just said, hey, look, you work with a bunch of men's groups every week. If a man came in with the same scenario, what kind of feedback would the guys give him? Right. And I was like, well, They'd probably give both sides, but the vast majority would probably say, hey, man, like given the history that you've been through, it's, it's probably okay to let this one go. <laughs> right. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I, I should probably do that too. Yeah. So there, there's a space um, that exists that has to exist for trust to be there. And it's, it's, a, it's in this interdependent relationship. It's, there's, there's a space between people where it's like, I want you to be you. And I want me to be able to be me here. And instead of me jumping over and, and, and telling you what you should do or who you are, or how, how you should be, um, that, that won't create trust and safety in our relationship. But there's a space there, but we're still affected by each other. Um, what you do really matters to me. It's really important. Mm -hmm. And if I could kind of wrap up with an analogy here, let, let me see if it works. Um, my dog, Willie, um, he sucks at fetch. Like, he's terrible at it. He loves to play it, but he sucks at it because what he does is I'll throw a ball and he'll go, he'll run and he'll get it and he'll bring it back about three feet from me. And then what he wants me to do is start, he, he doesn't want to play fetch. He wants to play chase. So he wants me to start chasing him all around the yard, trying to get the ball, like, come on, come on, you know, and it doesn't work to play fetch with him doesn't work to get the ball back because the more I chase him, the more he runs and the further he goes and he just goes and goes and goes. Right. Right. But if I stand in the space where I am 
and I just kind of stay there and act kind of chill and whatever and and just be like yeah I'm good Willie like I'm fine eventually he comes around and he'll drop the ball right at my feet <laughs> um like yeah here I am he's like well I guess I, I guess we're playing fetch instead of chase yeah exactly and there, but but here's the thing he doesn't always so there's no right. guarantee he might run off and start chasing a squirrel in the back of my yard and fetch is over right right but I have a much better chance at fetch if I chill out I know who I am, um, I, and I, I trust that, hey, whether he runs off or whether he comes back, I'm going to be okay. Right. Um, and so you see the analogy there? Yes, totally. Um, so I'm not saying, you know, all the men out there are dogs or anything like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> right. But, but uh, chasing um, connection, connection and safety will never get you safety and trust. Um, so you guys, if you liked this episode, please, uh, please share it. Um, sharing it really helps us and it helps other people as well. Um, I know it's kind of a weird topic to share sometimes the things we talk about. So have the courage enough to, to do that. And, uh, yeah, I just, please, uh, I just go also ahead, say, Brandon, I was just also going to say, Brandon, that I know that some of what we've talked on, touched on, and I'm, I'm sure we'll cover this more in other episodes, but kind of gets into the into boundaries work as well and I know that I know that you have a boundaries boot camp that's a really good you know resource for people and you just probably ought to just tell them so, where and how to find that Tyler I did a last night I did a group there's I don't know there's like 50 people in there and the topic was boundaries and um every time I talk about boundaries it's just like flood of questions like well what would I do here and how is a boundary this and what is a boundary that and blah, 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 blah. you know and and so boundaries work is uh is it all it all comes back to boundaries because being a boundary person is being an authentic person and so yeah check out boundaries boot camp at brandonpatrick.com um it's a ten dollar um little program but i think it's full of good content that is really helpful so um yeah that's a good place to start it's a good place to know how to separate yourself stand firm know who you are so thanks thanks for bringing that up tyler you, you bet, man. You guys, thank you for listening and, and have a great week. Okay, we'll see you guys later. See ya.